Professor Brian Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi everyone, welcome to the Vulnerable Scientist Podcast. This is your host, Saranya Kerry, and today I have Dr. Caroline Wanjiko, right? Yes, right. Okay. You 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 don't have a surname? Uh I don't have a surname. I go by Caroline Wanjiko Kumu, but I well on my scientific publications it's it's often Caroline Wanjiko. And because I love Wanjiko, my maiden name so much. Um, so it's, it's, it's a name that I've, uh, um, I've worked really hard to hold on to because, uh, more often than not, you find that, uh, middle names often get forgotten and when you my grandmother, yeah. so it has a special place, uh, in my heart and, uh, I think it's nice as a scientist to, or at least for me to be referenced as Wanjiko et al and not Kongo et al. Yes. That's interesting. That's interesting. That's something I've been thinking about, or I, I don't know if I've ever ha- had this conversation out loud with someone, maybe something in passing, but there's always that thing, like if someone, like for example, if I was, you said your uh, your other name is Kumu. Kumu. K-U-N-G-U. Kumu. Yes. Of course, there's so, an apostrophe in the mid, uh, between the, the G and the U. Yeah, so Kumu. Mm. So, uh, so if someone was just to call you Doctor Kung, uh, no one would really know if that's a female or male, right? That's right. That's right. But if you say your middle name or your maiden name or the name that actually shows that you're actually female, then it's easier for someone to tell that's a female or for someone to identify that actually that qualified person is actually a female. Yes. So, uh, well, in addition to I mean, really loving the name and uh, uh, the name having a sentimental value for me because, I mean, it's my grandmother's name. It's also very strategic that I, I chose it that way because I, you know, I didn't want to go into, you know, into history as just another nondescript male who's publishing. Mm. And so I wanted to be recognized as a female. And I realized at least um, within my country and for people who identify this name, then they can be able to quickly tell that this is a female and not a male. Oh my, oh my, I've never had this conversation with someone. This is, this is, this is very crucial. I I love that. I love that. I really love that. I wish you could talk more about that though. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, well, uh, at the very beginning when I got started, I think it was, um, it wasn't something that was completely clear, mm-hmm. you know, at the beginning, but I think the moment when I realized that my name was going to go in print, mm. then quickly I started asking myself, how do I want to identify? Mm. And now over the years, I mean, uh, reading academic literature and stuff, I, I mean, often I would see uh, Omundi, Njuguna, Njoroge, um, you know, male mm. names would mm. dominate virtually everything I would read. And then for a moment, I, I said to myself, but wait, there is no crime in, you know, getting published using my maiden name. And, and I remember at the time, I just finished my master's and I'd, um, you know, I'd put together a publication uh, from my master's thesis Mm -hmm. and I was having this conversation actually with my then supervisor and Mm -hmm. he asked me, uh, okay, so what is this dilemma that you have with the names? And I was like, ah, I want, I want this, but I don't know whether this is, you know, the way to go about it. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's going to, you know, uh, bring in some form of confusion because, uh, at that point, I was known as Caroline Kumu. That's, that's how people would refer to me. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, I wanted to, you know, have my work published with my maiden name. Mm-hmm. And so people would wonder, there's Caroline Wanjika and there's Caroline Kumu. And then, you know, it became a conversation. But, you know, I think like you said, the first time I said it out loud, that very moment I realized, the, I mean, how important it was to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is how it's going to be. So, I mean, if, if there's a point in which people get confused, uh, I mean, there's always space to, to clarify. But yeah. I, I, I really thought that was the way I wanted to go. 
Imagine if I publish that's what I'll actually I'll write nyanchera. Not nyakiri. <laughs> I, I hope I hope you don't step on toes. <laughs> honestly, honestly speaking, honestly speaking, where, where it, you're coming from? It's it's something that I have been thinking about. Like, it's it's never like an open conversation. It's just something in my head. I'm like, um, nyanchera or nyakiri. Actually, when I went to okay, I was an inter, um, MSc uh, fellow at Ilri, and you know when they write your email, they write the 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 first name like like a first name then your last name as now the name like the first name initial dot your last name of course now that's the the surname right yes but it happened by accident that uh since my email has nyanchera at the end which is my maiden name mm-hmm. um the someone who's arranging the email who's actually new just Took it as the, the surname, and it has always so people have always been confused. Okay, I know you are Sarah Nyakeri, but I, finding your email is hard because. <laughs> you email. Yeah, yeah, the email is Nyanchera, so it's it's it the same person. I even remember someone said that, and I used to struggle with that. I was like, I actually like Nyanchera, and even when I was thinking about you know going into Sans in full, like you know doing the publications and all thing, all those things, I was just thinking. Why would I lose my middle name, which actually identifies me as African first and also identifies me as female and put a male name? Yes, I respect my dad, but that's not me. That's part of me, but that's not (laughs) entirely me. The me is Nyanchera. (laughs) It's a Pandora's box, isn't it? Yeah. The moment you put put your head into it, you realize, uh, okay. I mean, it, it, it construes a whole different meaning when you start talking about, oh, this is my son, this is the name that I identify with, I don't mm. want to be referred to by this, and then coming from, I mean, the kind of um, society that we come from. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's, it's not as straightforward as it sounds. <laughs> this is but, something, I will do that. Yes. Give it a thought. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! I I love that we've we've had this discussion. If I'm getting into any trouble, I'll I'll, I'll probably call you. Talk to me. <laughs> I will talk to them. <laughs> I will convince them that it's possible and yeah. um, that it doesn't mean that you do not respect any name. That it does not mean that now you don't refer to that authority. Mm. Um, it's just I think it's a matter of preference. Um, yes. I remember growing up and having a conversation with my mother and one day we were talking about names and she asked me, what's in a name? Mm. What, what what really is in a name? Mm. You know? And uh, if you really think about it long and hard, mm. and um, I say this uh, very carefully, um, a lot of us African women, the first step, um, I guess, in not really understanding our identity and who we are is stuck in there. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> I mean, at first you're identified as so-and-so with his surname, and then thereafter you're identified as Mrs. So-and-so and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it's a much deeper conversation, mm-hmm. but at least for me it wasn't... I mean, at the time that I made this decision, it wasn't driven by all of those things. It was just driven by the fact that I wanted to be identified as a female and as a female who was uh, thriving in a male-dominated kind of um, field or environment. And Mm. I wanted to be able to stand out. I wanted people to quickly, you know, identify me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've even seen people who have, like, they add, even if they add their partner's name, Mm -hmm. Uh, they put that dash, but all these names just tell you this is probably a male. Okay, that's the only yes. thing like tells you that this probably is a female. That kadash. Absolutely. <laughs> but there's nothing else. Like there's, there's nothing female <laughs> about their names. Anyway. Well, <laughs> I guess this is a discussion for another podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's let's move on. All right. Yes. Uh, welcome to this podcast. Um. I'm excited uh, to hear what the conversation would be about and your story. And I'm very, you know, curious to know 
who you are, what's your journey like and all that. So let's quickly tell someone who doesn't know who you are, who you are. Wow. Um, well, Caroline Njiko, as you say. Mm-hmm. In some other circles, Caroline Njiko Kumo. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm an entomologist by training. I just recently got my doctorate from the University of Pretoria. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, that was uh, last year, September. So mm-hmm. my doctorate is not even a year old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, I work as a postdoctoral researcher. Uh, with the Kemi Wellcome Trust uh, research program, we're based in Kilifi. Mm-hmm. Uh, but prior to that, I worked for a very long time with the International Center for Insect Physiology and Ecology. I know that's a long name. The acronym is ECPE. Mm-hmm. I know you've heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I just thought I should, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> spell yeah. out the acronym because yes. a lot of people wonder what's that, what, what that name is all about. Yeah. So I, I, I worked for ECPE for, I think, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um. I joined ECPE as a master's uh, fellow. So uh, maybe to take you back a little bit, I, you know, I got my undergraduate degree from Kenyatta University, mm-hmm. studied the chemistry and zoology at the time, mm-hmm. graduated in 2009. Mm-hmm. In 2010, I, I had a small, I had a short stint uh, working in an animal health uh, pharmaceutical uh, facility, production facility. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't too long lived because then, I decided I wanted to pursue my, my graduate studies, and so I went back to Kenyatta University for a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so I studied biochemistry for my master's, and uh, once I was done with my first year of coursework, then I decided I needed to find uh, somewhere where I could uh, do my research project for the second year. Mm-hmm. So that's how I found my way into ECP. So I went there to do my master's thesis at that time mm-hmm. in 2011. And... Um, so I went in. I got into what is generally called the chemistry unit, but we call it the chemical ecology unit. And the ecology in there is very confusing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oftentimes when I would say uh, chemical ecology, everybody would, would go like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Well, basically, it's a support unit uh, at ECPA that uh, does a lot of uh, chemical analysis and uh, research that you know, has a, a chemistry basis. Mm-hmm. So that's where I went in to do my master's thesis. Um, so initially, when I when I did my first year of master's coursework, I wanted to do a research project in human health. Mm-hmm. But uh, I quickly learned that uh, it's not always as straightforward. Uh, yeah. Once I once. Mm-hmm. It's not always straightforward. Like the way you're thinking things would go, it's not always that way. That is it. The, the places you think you'll even end up are not necessarily the places where you go yeah. in the end. So when I did my, I think it was during my first semester of my master's um, studies, but then mm. I decided I wanted to do, I mean, my project to be somewhere on the topic of human health. Mm. And so I started to do some groundwork. I mean, I've, I've, I've always been the kind of person who starts early. This is this is um, a personal philosophy. Mm-hmm. If you if you have to get there, you have to start early. Mm-hmm. So I started early in terms of finding you know a potential place where I could do my research project. And uh, I remember at that point I oh I went to a lot of places. Oh wow, I I, I did knock on a lot of doors, um, different research institutes, trying to talk to different scientists, um, carrying with me my CV in a folder introducing myself um i mean i even went to the lengths of accosting scientists in parking lots <laughs> hmm. <laughs> to <Wow>. introduce myself <laughs> how, okay how did you get permission to get inside <laughs> i think that should be a topic for another podcast okay. All right. mm-hmm. <laughs> but i worked hard I, let me summarize and say that i worked really hard like i tracked these people down hmm. i i did not relent i i i mean one of the moments that remains very memorable for me was um, tracking down a scientist who at the time used to work at the Institute of Primate Research in Curry. Mm-hmm. And um, so I made an appointment with him. I'd, I'd been trying to see him for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, I couldn't get an appointment through. And then eventually he responded because I, I also used to bombard a lot of people with emails. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spammer. So he, I was a spammer. <laughs> 
been yes, a I was a spammer, too, but, so. <laughs> but I was that spammer that you wouldn't ignore because I mean I, I was relentless. Mm. So I I remember he responded to my email and he said um, you can come to my office and let's let's talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we made an appointment and I had a time and I showed up and only to arrive and be told uh, he just left for a meeting mm-hmm. off campus. Oh. And uh, now, because I had his telephone number, his mobile number, I called him and he couldn't be, I guess because he was in a meeting, he was driving to the meeting, to the venue. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he couldn't pick up. So, mm. I mean, I stayed there for quite some time just trying to reach him. Mm. And then eventually I sent him a text message and he responded and said, oh, you're in Karen. I'm now at the National Museums of Kenya. Mm. You can imagine the distance. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't driving. I was, I had to take public transport. And so I had to make my way to the National Museums of Kenya. And because it was already in the afternoon, I remember I arrived at the National Museums at around 6.30 in the evening. And I I, I, I literally begged <laughs> the people there, the mm-hmm. gentlemen, to allow me to go in because I had an important meeting. Mm-hmm. And I remember meeting the scientist in the parking lot. And I mean, after what seemed like a long, 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 long uh, search, mm-hmm. To try and just track him down and find him and, and, and you know, get five minutes of his time to talk mm-hmm. about um, a potential research project and uh, the potential for studentship. I met him at the parking lot and he had three words for me and he said, I don't have any projects for you. <laughs> after all that. Uh... Yes, after all that. You can imagine um, a young master student who was at the time jobless, mm-hmm. who was not on a scholarship who was self-sponsored, who was struggling to survive, who, I mean, every, was on a shoestring budget, every penny counts, Mm. and who had to, you know, uh, pay for public transport to all these places, uh, only to, you know, end up somewhere and someone just gives you two minutes of their time and says, I don't have what you're looking for. Mm. Something they could have easily said on email. Or on phone. Yes. So, uh, (laughs) that was one of, I think, well, it was not the most memorable. It was among the memorable moments of that search mm-hmm. for, you know, for a graduate project. So, and uh, allow me, I mean, correct me or bring me back to the table when I go off tangent. It's okay. My story is a, is a, is a mixture of, of this and that. Yeah, yeah. So I did mention that uh, I did my master's at Kenya. Mm-hmm. So... Eventually, I finished that first year, and then so while I was still doing that first year is when I was on the ground hunting for this project, mm. and um, so I continued. So I went on and on, and then the second semester came, and I did a coursework and finished, and I was still looking, and I was I was asking literally everybody I knew. Mm. I, I wasn't shy to ask, and I I wasn't shy to put myself out there, and I remember the I mean the day, or I guess you know the day that things turned around and the day when this journey that I'm on began really mm. was when one of my lecturers then at KU mm-hmm. suggested that I should try to go and see if I can contact someone at ECB. Mm. And I, I, I was so shocked because I was like, wait, ECB are the guys who work on insects, right? Mm. And I couldn't connect. I'm like, wait, I want to do human health. I want to do to pursue a human health related project. Yeah. And you want me to go and work with insects? <laughs> you must be kidding me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for, for a moment, I, I was like, wait, do I look that desperate? <laughs> have I lost, I mean, have I lost track? Is it that bad? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that was the first thought that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I, I think at that point, you know, I, I was, my back was against the wall. Mm. and I needed to find something and I couldn't imagine for the life of me finishing my coursework and then not transitioning into a project and then getting stuck somewhere in between and losing time and why this was important is because prior to me taking up um, my master's studies I had resigned from a job which okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, maybe I should take it back a little bit. Yeah, the animal yes. health production facility. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I got in there. So when I finished my undergraduate and I got into this um, company, I first I started off as an intern. But then I think um, 
I must have done some few things right that they retained me after the internship and they offered me a contract. Mm. Now, in those days, uh, we didn't earn a lot of money. But uh, I think for me, what was most important was the fact that I had, you know, I had something to do. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was working for quality assurance and uh, quality control, I had an opportunity to actually practice the biochemistry and the science that I'd been doing, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it looked like a good fit. Yeah. But while I was in there, um, part of the quality assurance, quality, uh, quality control work that I had to do mm-hmm. was uh, improvement of product. So I had some small little project assigned to me while I was there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the first time that I actually kind of woke up into the idea that I could do research. Right? Mm-hmm. Then I realized, oh, wow, so it's possible that, okay, this this, this looks like fun. I mean, they, they tasked me with a, with a very small project. They wanted me to develop a disinfectant product at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to, you know, to develop it all the way from scratch. I had to go and make presentations mm-hmm. and showcase what it is that I'd made. And I uh, had to do all the you know, the rigorous stuff when it comes to product development, develop a product dosia, take it for registration at the pharmacy and price on spot. I, I think this is this is this opened up my eyes really to research. Mm. It, 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 it it showed me a side of science that I, I don't think I had come to terms with, really. Mm. I mean because when you're when you're doing your undergraduate years, you you're studying a science course, you're doing your practicals in the lab, but it doesn't really come alive. Yeah. I mean, or at least for me, it didn't come alive as it did when I started working for this company. So anyway, so I had gotten into this job and I was doing really well and I was very curious and I, I was working hard and my supervisors then recognized this and they were willing to help me grow. Mm. But then quickly I realized that one of the things I needed to do was to, you know, uh, grow my skill set. Also because I looked around me and I realized the people I was working with, mm-hmm. I mean, also had the same credentials as I did. And there were people who had been there with an undergraduate degree for, what, 10 years plus? Mm-hmm. And here I am. I'm a newcomer. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I would look at them and I would, I would appreciate the journey they are on. Mm-hmm. But then I, I quickly realized that uh, the ceiling was not so high, right? Mm-hmm. In that particular place. Yeah. And, and I love what they did. And I love the idea of research. And so that's what really sent me back to school. But for me to be able to go back to school and to pursue a science course, I mean, this was like a full-time course. Yeah. Um, I, it was, I needed to step out of, out of this place and to step out meant to resign. Yeah. And so re- resigning also meant I didn't have an income. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I mean, job search, I mean, as it has always been, is, is never easy. Mm. So for me to make that decision to leave a potentially lucrative position, or at least in the next couple of years, it would have been. And for me to decide, okay, I don't want to pursue this, even though I can suspect that there's going to be some sort of growth, although very slow. Mm. And for me to decide to go back to school, it was a big decision. Mm. And I think it was a big decision for a, for a 23-year-old. Yeah. I mean, yeah, having been having been uh in uni for my undergraduate and uh, literally surviving on uh, higher education loans would uh, you know, support. Mm. And now you have a job I mean, then you want And now to I have a job it. even before graduation mm. and I have worked there 11 months and suddenly I wake up and I'm like I have to go back to school. I'd like to take you back to before science. I want to understand where you're coming from when you're telling this story. Um, before you, go, you got into university, did you know something to do with biochemistry? Oh, no. <laughs> Were you surrounded by people who are in science? Well, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother worked for a research institute. She's not a scientist. Wait, where do you where did you grow up? Maybe I should go back from the beginning. Yes. And, and then you can you can edit and harmonize yes. <laughs> the material the best yeah. way you know. Yeah. All right. Would you like to understand where I grew up, how I was raised? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh let's see. I well, I was born and raised basically in Nairobi. Mm. In the outskirts of Nairobi. Um in a place called 
Kotero. Kotero, oh. I believe, now is in, let's see, Kiambu County? Yeah, that's where yes. I am. Ah, great. <laughs> what part of it? Dumboine, next to Dumboine. Yes, I know Dumboine very well. Okay, so I grew up in that area. Okay. So I grew up in that area. I went to school uh, in a Catholic primary school that was in Mountain View. Mountain View is the estate that's close to Kangemi. I think all of them are in the same area. Kangemi yeah. and Mountain View are just in the same area. So there was a, there was a Mission Primary School, St. Joseph's the Waka Primary School. Hmm. That's where I went to primary school. Okay. Um, then a little later, of course, after my KCP, mm. I went to Pangani Girls School. Mm-hmm. So you performed well. <laughs> well, in in those days, by those standards, mm. yes, uh, I was actually, I guess, top of the class, top three, or top two, if I can recall it. So many years ago, I think I was top two. Okay. I think I, was, I, I must have been number two or something. Uh, wow, it must I be a long time ago. I scored um, <laughs> 500 and something marks out of 700. Oh. I can't recall. 553, 558. Um, okay. Something in those lines. All right. But I remember I was either second or third. Okay. Anyway, so I moved on. I went to Pangani Girls School. Mm. And that's where, of course, I did my high school. Mm. Uh, from form one to form four, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, did my KCP. I I think I scored a B plus. Mm-hmm. I was one point short of an A minus. I remember mm-hmm. because I had seventy three points. Mm-hmm. And uh, in those in in that time, I seventy three was B plus. Yeah, it was a B plus. So 73 points. How I know this is because I remember I wanted to go to law school. And that's why I want to take you. I wanted to become a lawyer. Oh. At that, at that stage in my life. I tell you that who I wanted to become kept changing <laughs> as I grew. Yeah. I mean, when I was in primary school, mm. uh, when I was in standard five, when I first read Ben Carson's book, mm. I was convinced I'd become a neurosurgeon. Uh-huh. I mean, and for a little while there, I... I, I, I had this obsession <laughs> had this obsession and i mm-hmm. used to write dr caroline and you know on my uh. exercise books and wow I, I wanted to become a neurosurgeon and finally mm-hmm. whoops and finally your dr caroline monjiku finally but in a different you know different thing tell me about it tell me about my testing <laughs> <laughs> wow it's, it's, it's a strange thing. But then at that point, mm. I think I was just inspired by Think Big and what, of yeah. course, Ben Carson was able to do and turn his life around. And yeah. so, I mean, and neurosurgery was what seemed like the, the you know, the obvious, the obvious path. If I was going to become like him, I was going to pursue something that, that, that he's done. I mean, that's the mind of a 10-year-old, mm. right? Yeah. But I think it was a beautiful thing because to read that book and, and really to have been introduced to reading at that early age, mm was you know was i think was instrumental and who bought had, you that book my mother bought me that book and my mother bought me many other books oh, and wow. i i think I, I actually right up to now i have I, I i believe almost an entire cabinet of you know books that i read as a you know as a, a child as a, as a child wow. i i mean i grew up seeing my mother reading novels so she had this pastime she had these hobbies that she would read in the evenings mm. of course i couldn't read the material she was reading and mm. luckily mm. for me mm. in primary school we had what was then called library classes i don't know whether that still exists <laughs> or i don't know whether it was specific for the school i went to okay but we had we had as part of our curriculum those library mm. and during library you go to the library and sit in the library and borrow a book and read mm. and so the reading culture stuck mm. And so by the time I was reading this book when I was 10, I'd read many other books. In fact, it's just the other day I saw on Facebook, mm. Sweet Bali Haifa. There was a whole series of novels called Sweet Bali Haifa. I think I read all of them. I read all the Hardy Boys. I read mm. all the Nancy Drews. I, there was a whole you know, <laughs> collection of, of books. Mm. You know, all the, the story books, the Ladybird books, the, the children's stories mm. and stuff like that. So yeah. I, you know, 
in those formative years, uh, mm-hmm. that's what happened. And so when I was 10, I wanted to become a neurosurgeon. And when I went to high school, I many things had happened. And now I'm fascinated with lawyers for some reason. And I thought history was a beautiful subject. And I, and I performed really well. And I was very good at it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought this combination works very well. I mean, um, I'm good in the languages. I'm good at history. And the rest of the stuff, I'm not doing very badly. I could become a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so I was sailing on this boat of becoming a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, I finished high school. And I scored now this B plus with the 73 points. And um, at that time, you have to do your application to the Jones admissions board mm. for the university. Mm. And uh, I quickly realized I was not going to make it to law school. Uh, I remember that that was also, maybe that was also, that was one of the, did I call it a low? Or was it a high? I mean, I think it was a low that was disguised as a high. Okay, okay. <laughs> I say this because uh, mm. going to job, trying to get, uh, you know, my, my staff, into securing a you know a law degree or a course mm. you know in law mm. and this guy is telling me no you you've missed by a point you've actually missed by a point mm. and i remember that time was when um they had just introduced um what is it called um cluster not even cluster they had introduced this parallel alternative module oh uh, parallel self-sponsored mm. self-sponsored module Mm. something like this yeah this mm. is when people started to get into parallel degrees and, and these people were advising me at the jobs office i mean you could easily be admitted into a parallel law degree course and i was standing there and i was looking at them and i was looking at my mother and i knew the circumstances from which i'd been i'd been brought up i was brought up in a very humble background mm. by a single mother mm-hmm. and so parallel was not an option for me which year was this this was a long time. This was in 2000. <laughs> wow. This was 2003. <laughs> How many years ago? <laughs> oh my God. That is... Uh, so many things have happened. I, I, I don't know. Help me. I, I went to high school. I went to high school in 2000. Mm-hmm. I finished in 2003. This must have been 2004. Early 2004, if I'm not wrong. Okay. My math could be wrong, but I do know that I went to high school in 2000. All right. And so and so I was in there, and I remember breaking down and crying. It was mm. very emotional for me mm. because I was like, this is the end. I am not going. I'm a bright student. Oh. I'm not going to go into uni mm. uh, because, I mean, well, I will go into uni. I will get selected for another course that I probably won't be interested in. I mean, the future looked bleak at that yeah. point. Mm. And I always remember that point my mother and I walking out of those offices and she was trying to comfort me. And then one of the people who were work, who was working in that office decided mm. to accompany us outside. I, I think he was moved by either Your my tears. emotions, my tears yeah. and how I broke down and, and he could see the grades and he didn't, I, I guess he didn't want us to leave feeling like we don't have any other options. Yeah. So when we walked outside, he said, but your grades in chemistry and biology look very good. Mm. You know, I, I scored straight A's. Mm. And he was like, for all it's worth, you could make a scientist. You could go into a science course. Mm. And at that stage, my mother was like, yeah, I agree. And, and she's like, it's the same thing. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, uh, you could fit in the sciences. And she worked in a research organization and she'd seen scientists. And she now was trying to make me understand how a lot of those scientists who she worked with had started off with just a basic Bachelor of Science degree. Uh. And this guy from the Joint Admissions Board was telling me that, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you select a, a BSc, mm-hmm. straight up, you, you, I mean, you're going to get into a program and, and you will go to the university of your choice. You'll either go to the University of Nairobi or you'll go to KU. Uh. And, and I was looking at him and I was stunned. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> the sentences. Tears I mean, I wanted low. No, I wanted low. It was flashy. I saw oh. lawyers on TV. I, I never saw scientists on TV. And the oh. scientists I'd seen were not always looking. <laughs> they were looking a certain type of way. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, by the way, like, by the way, don't see scientists. <laughs> Pin that. Role models. Yeah. That. Okay. I mean, the few that I knew, huh. I mean, they looked, I mean, I don't know. They looked, I mean, I'd seen a few, I mean, because of going to my mother's workplace and I, they don't look like fancy people to me. 
<laughs> Why? Tell me, tell me what you saw. I mean, I think at at that age, at that impressionable age, you wanted mm. something that looked. I mean, I saw lawyers on TV in the news, and mm. they looked flashy. And they looked like they were, you know, they were it. Mm. <laughs> and I wanted that. Mm. <laughs> and they talked big. I mean, they had a chance to come on cameras and talk their, you know, their jargon. And you never see scientists. Yeah. In the news. I, I mean, even where you live, you don't hear so and so is a scientist. It's not More common. More often than not, so and so is a doctor, so and so is a lawyer, no, so and yeah. so is an engineer. Yeah. That's as far as it goes. Mm. But that was my, I mean, that was when I was young. That was my era. I mean, things have changed a lot since then. Yeah. Anyway, so this, this, uh, so this gentleman and my mother convinced me, managed to convince me that. I could do well in the sciences. And I, at that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I think I won't try. I think I'll try this thing. Mm. But then we made a pact. And I told my mother, if I go and I start pursuing this course and I don't like it, mm. I will, you know, find the alternative. I will drop out. She was like, yes, fine. Okay. Go give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then there the journey started, at least at that at that stage. And then I went to, so I did my selection and I was admitted to KU to study a Bachelor of Science. That's an interesting start into biochemistry. Like, <laughs> it so is, isn't it? You, you chose biochemistry, biochemistry, or you chose Bachelors no, of Science? No. You, you don't know where the juice is at. Wait for it. It's okay. coming. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So I go to KU uh-huh. and I arrive with my papers and I say, I have been admitted for a Bachelor of Science. Uh-huh. And then now we have to register for course units. Uh-huh. And now, when we finally start registering for the course units, I'm told, oh, with this BSc, you can study three different sciences uh-huh. in one, in your first year and second year. And then when you get to your third year, uh-huh. you can select a major. Uh-huh. And even you can keep a minor if you want, or you can just do a major in your third and fourth year. Uh-huh. This was like mind-blowing. Uh-huh. I didn't know that. I was like, wait, what? So now I choose three. So I choose between what and what. <laughs> and then I was told you can choose between um, biological sciences. Then it was a combination of zoology and botany. Uh-huh. And you can combine that with chemistry uh-huh. and math. Uh-huh. And then you can do basic courses in all three. Uh-huh. And then I was like, okay, sounds good. So okay. I decide, okay, let me start registering for my course unit. So I do the biological sciences. Mm. I go and register the core the core courses that were offering at that point for the past years. Mm. And then I, I go for the chemistry, the same. And then mm. I the last school that I went to, the last faculty was math. So I show up at math and I find a long queue <laughs> of people coming to register for math. I was a bit like, no, why do I need to, to, I mean, to do all this, to queue? Mm. Is there an alternative to this? So I walk to the back and I find a lady who was on the phone and I ask her, ah, I want to register for math units, Mm. but is there another science I can register because the queue is very long here? And I I was like, ah, math, who wants to do math in uni? Ah. (laughs) And then, absentmindedly, this lady tells me, there's also biochemistry. And she was on phone. (laughs) And then I look at her. And do you know her? I don't know her. She was one of the people who was doing the registration. Oh, uh And I say to myself, wait, what's biochemistry? I ask her, what's biochemistry? Uh (laughs) She's like, it's a combination of all these things, but it's a bit more technical. She didn't even give me a proper explanation. Uh So I look at the queue, I look at the sun. (laughs) This is how some of these decisions are made. Yeah. I look at the sun and I'm like, I'm not doing this. So I asked, where is the biochemistry? (laughs) Down the street. So I go to biochemistry and guess what? There is nobody there. Wow. (laughs) No queue. The guy just sitting there, almost, you know, starting to call out, mm. <laughs> please come, please come and register for this unit. Okay. So I show up and I ask, are you the biochemistry? Yes, we're the biochemistry department. Oh, okay. I, I said, I went to register for course units. And he's like, what else have you selected? I say biological sciences, which, which like I said, was a combination of zoology and botany at the time. Yeah. Uh. And, 
and uh, chemistry the, chemistry and now i'm coming to your chemistry i'm like but am i not like uh, uh, what is it called like uh, replicating what i've already said he's like no 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 but chemistry is completely unique it's mm. it's now more you know it's deeper than mm. what you've already selected and it gives you a better understanding already mm. of what you know of the mm. biological sciences and the chemistry that you're going to do in fact it will give you a very good foundation so he goes all the way to talk to me and because there's no one else there yeah <laughs> I'm trying to convince him. It's like selling. <laughs> he's like selling. And he's like, you know, this course, you can work in uh, the hospital, you can uh-huh. work in industry. He goes all out. Uh-huh. And me, I'm like, you guy, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> uh-huh. What is that so thing? Up... <laughs> what is that thing that actually ma- like made you really excited about what he said? I think it was... The fact that he went out of his way to even explain to me the options mm. beyond school. Like, it was the first time that somebody was like, he was giving me free career advice. Yeah. He was not just telling me these are the courses, choose one. Uh, uh, no, he went, he explained, this is this, this is this one. One, you'll study this. One or two, you'll do this. One or three, you'll do this. And you know, when uh, you're all done with all of this, even if you decide this is going to be your major, mm. this is where you might end up. You know, after you're done with your degree, I think that was unique. I think that was the selling point. Mm. Very well. <laughs> I showed up there for other reasons, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you uh, got hooked. I got. I was like, sign me up. This sounds mm. good. In fact, it was the first time someone was explaining something to me that I can look into the future and see. Yeah, it actually had real sense. Mm. I was like, wow. I think they should do this when they are. Yeah. You know, when they sign students up for these core courses and stuff like that. They should, yeah explain to them over and above just studying the theory and I mean what it means in practice and in real life. Yes. Like what and do you do after this this yes, course? That's how, <laughs> that's how I ended up in biochemistry in my undergraduate. Okay. Moved on, went into the classes, loved it. Loved it. Um mm. I think by the time so now I did I did this uh, I pursued this combination for the first and the second year, right? Yeah. And then when I got to the third year, mm. uh, that's where, you know, now you have to choose. In fact, there were a lot of people who were studying BSc and then they just chose to do biochemistry mm. know, as a major. Mm. And it was a very attractive course. And I mm. guess back in those days, it was prestigious. I don't mm. know whether the idea about prestigious courses still exists. I mean, given the, <laughs> the job yeah. market. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. There was a little bit of that then. <laughs> You know, like, what are you studying biochemistry? Wow, those wow. it's very technical. Uh-huh. You know, you must be bright. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, wow. Don't even want to comment. <laughs> so, so um, second year came, went. So, when I was going into third year, I remember now I was conflicted. Mm. I mean, I'd love my first year, second year. It was a bit of a struggle initially. I mean, ooh, it was a complete difference. I mean, from the stuff that you're studying in high school to yeah. this new stuff, it was a bit of a, of a shock. Mm. Like, just wrapping your mind around the theories and the things that you're being introduced to. Wow. Mm. I, I must confess it wasn't easy in the beginning, but then I, I kind of caught rhythm mm. and, and I was able to do it. So when I finished my second year now, I was thinking, oh, what do I do? Do I, do I major in biochemistry? That's, that's, that's what everybody is doing. And then I remember again, I think I have a lucky streak with uh, career advisors. I mean, they come out of the blues. Mm. I guess these are guardian angels who just are sent to shine <laughs> to shine their way along your path. But they, did you meet this guy later? Never. I couldn't. <laughs> that is weird. I think he was a technician. <laughs> okay. Like this. I don't know what happened to him. I never found him. Okay. I never at least saw him in the practical sessions and he definitely was not in the lectures. Mm-hmm. So I... I some guy, just some guy, to some guy, to mm. be honest. Or maybe I didn't work hard enough to try and find him. I think I got, you know, um, overtaken by the events of just being in class and yeah, the demands of, you know, of the coursework. Um, so, so yeah, so now when I was in third year, I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I was conflicted. Everybody was asking, they're like, no, me, I'm just going to go the biochemistry way. I'm just going to major in biochemistry. I'm like, okay. And I think uh, there was either a requirement that you had a certain grade uh, grade or a number of credits. I can't remember how it worked. Mm. And, and I think I had it, but I was just not convinced that, you know, I should just follow the way everybody's going. So mm. I decided 
one of the guys I really loved who taught those undergraduate courses, the first year, the first year courses, mm. one of the lecturers, I just decided, and he, I think he was the exam coordinator at the time. Mm. I just decided, why can't I go and ask this guy what to do? Mm. So he would know. Mm. <laughs> He's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. So I popped into his office and I said, hi, hi, how are you? Um, I'm, I just, I have a question. He's like, yeah, come and sit. Mm. Now, this is my dilemma. Mm. I have been doing this, 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 and now I want to find a major, and I don't know what to do. And then I think he just gave me advice from his heart of hearts. Mm. Like, I just, I, I was lucky I found him in, maybe in a good mood, but mm. he went all out. He was like, no, let me tell you something. At an undergraduate level, don't bother with all these specializations. Specializing, you will do later. Mm. Now, like, get all the, like, fundamental stuff that you need. Yeah. If I were you, I wouldn't specialize. If I were you, I'd have a major and a minor. Mm. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. Mm. Uh, you can you can still keep two. You don't have to lose all of them to I mean to follow one. He was like, you just have to choose. Mm. Everybody is just going one way, but it doesn't mean that if you go the other way, you're gonna get lost. I was like, okay. Mm. <laughs> that sounds like legit advice. Mm-hmm. Anyways, went I thought I thought about it, and then I was like, yeah, I'll have a major minor. I won't do a major. Okay. So my, I decided my, my major was going to be, at that time, the biological sciences had been split. Eh? Remember I told you there was botany and zoology together? Yes. So they'd split now. There was botany, plant, I think it was called botany, botany, I guess. And then there was zoology. Mm. And zoology was, I'd always enjoyed zoology courses prior. Mm. So I decided, ah, I'm going to major in zoology. Nobody's majoring in zoology. Ah. <laughs> I, Wait, I you didn't major in biochemistry? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've gotten tired of all the structures and the pathways, mm. and I'm like, mm, let me do something different. Now that I, I mean, somebody told me, you know, but then you can play around with these things. Mm. <laughs> it's, not, it's never that serious. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I ended up with a major in zoology, and again, mm. when I showed up to choose mm. these courses, they were like, oh my god, you're the first person who's coming to try and major in zoology. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> first person <laughs> again. Know. I think in the BSc class, mm. all together we were like eight people. Uh-huh. And, and those eight people, I think, maybe half were from the School of Education. Uh-huh. They were not like BSc, BSc. Anyway, I decided that I will major in zoology and I will minor in biochemistry. Okay. And that's what I did. <laughs> so those zoology units were pretty much medical stuff, medical microbiology, medical parasitology, medical helminthology, name mm. it. Mm. That's the kind of background. Immunology, that's the kind of background I got with the zoology. Mm. And then now I had the biochemistry, which was just like the icing of the cake. Because yeah. it helped me figure out a lot of things. And then I also had now the background in chemistry. Mm. So it came together beautifully. Mm. But of course, from the outside, it looks like a... I was like, wait, what? Are you... You know how sometimes you wear a green shirt, a blue trouser? <laughs> <laughs> The people are like, and you're trying to explain to them you're color blocking. <laughs> so you're color blocking with courses. <laughs> What's going on? Mm. <laughs> What's going on with you? I mean, I personally understood what kind of a cocktail it was and how nice it was and how pursuing all of these things, you know, how it just all came together nicely. Yeah. yeah. And how it gave me a really like solid basis. I mean, yeah. solid understanding. Mm. But on the outside, it was not your the path that it, that people took. Yeah. It was the path that was, you know, less Weird. trodden on. So, yeah, Most. it's not, yes. A lot of people didn't understand it, but for me, it came together nicely. Like, I was not struggling to understand anything. Anyway, mm. so then that's how I ended up with a little bit of our chemistry, and then I ended up at this uh, pharmaceutical company, and then started Wait. my career Don't Don't jump. What happened with the pharmaceutical? Mm. How did you get to that pharmaceutical? Ah. Uh, I think I should be on three podcasts. Do you have the time? I do have the time. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> You're going to enjoy editing this. Let me tell you. Uh, how I found my way to that pharmaceutical company is nothing short of a miracle. Mm-hmm. The work of God. I I, I, I have no doubts. <laughs> okay. I, I have, in fact, my life philosophy is that life is a series of dots. Mm-hmm. That... Every step matters, but when you're moving forward, you don't see how they connect. But when you look backwards, you know how they connect. And this is a philosophy I borrowed from Steve Jobs, but I think it applies okay. very well to my life. And it's the concept of trust the process. But anyway, 
going back so i finished my undergraduate degree right or i'm about to finish my undergraduate degree oh uh, so wait, wait. apart year. from studying what else did you do in school what else did i do in school oh mm. a lot of things i did the stuff that other school children do <laughs> other mm-hmm. youngins in the university do i went out mm. I, i had a small side hustle yeah um, which one i i would sell stuff <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know whether I should say this out in public in the public domain. That's why I told you I'm very media shy. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, I sold, I sold secondhand clothes. Mm. A little, are they secondhand clothes? No, they're not secondhand clothes. They're hawkers stuff. You know, the, the, the stuff that uh, hawkers sell, the brand new stuff, mm. clothes, innerwear, and things that mm. you go to River Road to buy in those shops. Mm. So I brought a little bit of that and brought it to school and tried to sell it to sell it with a friend mm. and we for a moment there we had you know um a brush with entrepreneurship and we were feeling good about ourselves and we were you know <laughs> it was fun while okay. it lasted and we were, I think it was a, it was a life lesson and I think to this day we still laugh about it. Okay. So other than that um I didn't play any sports in uni. Mm-hmm. But I did play sports in high school I played basketball but then I kind of just outgrew it and moved on. Mm. Yeah, I I and I you know I was a member of a few societies in uni. That's what I did other than other than school. Okay. So anyway, so Yeah, let's go back to this back to the this pharmaceutical company. Mm. So during my third year, mm. I discovered people go for internships. Mm-hmm. And I realized um was it actually my third year? No, it was my second year when I finished my second year. Mm. I realized that oh, people do go for internships. Actually, the way to get a job is to get an internship first. Mm. Somebody gave me this novel idea mm. <coughs> that you know you need to start. And like I said, I start early. Mm. So while I was in um, second year, I started looking for internships. At that stage, I think I landed at uh, where did I go? The Central Veterinary Investigations Laboratory. This is where all my zoology came in. This is everything this is, has a purpose. This is part of cultural, right? Now I but, but it wasn't at that time. I'll, back then I think it was just an independent entity mm. research place and where they used to do a lot of stuff on veterinary samples and things like that. How did you know about them? Uh I'd sit in a cyber cafe and look them up. Oh. And I look things up and, and, and I had a little bit of help of course from my mom because she worked in uh, she worked in, in Kari which is now Calro. Oh, okay. So I mean she could she gave me pointers. You can go yeah. check there, you can go check there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how mm-hmm. I ended up at we used to call it CVIL. Mm-hmm. So I was in second year, I got a a small internship at CVIL. 